The App Guide podcast is brought to you by B7Dev. That's B7Dev.co. App design and development, they make your app idea become a reality. The founder called Haim is a very good friend of mine, so make sure that you mention my name when you reach out to them. Thanks very much to B7Dev. Newmob, N-E-U-M-O-B. Newmob makes sure your apps have faster load times and better performance. Newmob helps app developers keep their existing users and drive maximum revenues anywhere in the world. Go to newmob.com, that's N-E-U-M-O-B.com. Gummy Cube. Is your app visible in the App Store and Google Play Store? Well, Gummy Cube can help optimize your app and increase search rankings. To go and see how you can improve your revenue with App Store optimization, go to gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummy Cube for being such a great supporter of this podcast. Apptentive. See how the best brands in the world use Apptentive to succeed. Go to apptentive.com. That's A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E. Apptentive.com forward slash app guy. All lowercase, all forward slash app guy. And you'll see why the best brands in the world use Apptentive to succeed. Hello, I am Carter Thomas. I'm the founder of Blue Cloud Solutions. And you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the app guy. Welcome to another episode of the app guy podcast. I've got a treat for you. In fact, I've got such a treat because this founder has been so gracious to us. I will confess that we did actually have a recording you may have recalled a few episodes ago, I put out a special episode of only me talking because we lost the recording. Never really, or very rarely happens. But this just shows you how great founders can be because Denise Terry has decided to come back on and chat to us. So let me introduce Denise Terry. She is the co-founder and CEO of Embrace Family Health. Um, Denise, welcome to the App Guy podcast for a second time. <laughs> Hi, Paul. Nice to talk to you again. We had such a great chat. I was gutted that we lost the chat. The chat. I it was a fun chat. <laughs> it was hugely valuable, loads of golden nuggets, but also just a real episode from the heart. So we'll try and capture that for the listeners. So, um, well, let's start then with, um, yeah, tell us about uh, Embrace Family Health. What are you doing to so- solve a problem and, and help people out there? Well, we are a maternal child digital health company, and we help pregnant mothers have the healthiest possible pregnancies and babies. We're very passionate about that. My co-founder is actually an obstetrician, and I myself, in between starting several companies, uh, was a birth doula for a while, and I helped hundreds of mothers have their babies uh, in the hospital through labor and birth. So um, we're both very passionate about helping mothers. You know, there's hundreds of millions of mothers in the world, I think more than 100 million babies born every year. And so we have a lot of people we can help with our uh, mobile applications. So you know what I love about this story already, Denise, is it feels like you've decided to do this um, because you're passionate about it. How important is it to, to have a passion in what you're doing? I think it is one of the most important things, actually. I think uh, especially being a founder and starting a company or starting a product, if you're not passionate about it, I don't believe you can be all that successful. I think passion is what drives founders to stay in the game when things get tough and things will get tough. So having a passion for your work, really believing in what you're doing uh, is adding value to the world is essential for success. Yeah. And you've mentioned that you've done this seven times before. What, what keeps you 
jumping back into this whole startup world and entrepreneurship? Well, I think I think I caught the startup bug early on in my career. You know, my first startup was in the 90s and we were pretty successful. We got bought by Microsoft a couple of years in and uh, I worked for Tony Shea, who's now the chairman CEO of Zappos. And so I just had such a fun time building something from scratch. This was the early days of the internet, kind of the wild, wild west. And I think, you know, I love startups because you are always building something new and fresh and something really that doesn't exist in the world yet. So it's an opportunity to really make your mark on the world in a unique way. And uh, I like to do that uh, time and time again, because there are a lot of ways to improve the world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I would love to know, uh, there's many of the listeners kind of get sidetracked with their own projects, because there's so much work to, you can, can do in a day. I wondered if you tried to like give us maybe the biggest challenge that you're faced with right now in trying to you know make a success of embrace family health what is the biggest challenge that you face uh, well, two of the biggest challenges really, one is hiring and, and finding the right people because there are a lot of people out there looking for jobs, looking to join startups. But I think for us, you know, we have a very particular company culture that we want to build. We want people who are passionate about improving the healthcare space and particularly uh, improving health for our target audience, which are mothers and children. So having that passion is important to us. Not everybody has that type of passion for what we're doing. And then the second thing, is really finding funding and getting investors to believe wholeheartedly in in the company that we're building as much as we believe. So that's another thing is, you know, a lot of funding out there, but not everybody, not not every investor is the right fit for each company. And so it's, you know, kind of finding, it's got a little bit like dating and and getting married, you know, having an investor is uh, an important and long-term decision. Because once you've got somebody on your cap table or on your board, they're with you until the end. And so I think taking smart money, being really, I guess, specific about why you want someone to invest in you, and also looking for kind of a two-way relationship. So not just taking money for the sake of money, but but having investors, again, who really believe in what you're building, uh, who are strategic or are going to add a lot of value to helping you build your company. I think the advice is as important as the money. Let's pick up on those two then, because uh, they're big challenges that everyone's faced listening to the show. So hiring, uh, how important is it to hire, uh, you know, rather than maybe a contract out for certain skill sets, you know, like development teams and designers and stuff? Well, initially, we had a lot of uh, uh, freelance and outsourced uh, developer help. We still do uh, in combination to our own team today. And I think what's important is when you hire someone full-time, it's because you really believe that they're going to be in it for the long haul. They're going to help you build your company. They are a fit for your culture. You want to work with them every day. And also having that face-to-face. Typically, when we hire startups, hire freelance, especially developers, it's usually offshore or they might not live in the city where you're building your team. So I think that's an important consideration as well. If you if you want to build a long-term uh, company and you want people to join your team early on who really are going to be with you for the long haul, I think it's important to decide are you looking for someone full-time employee-wise or, or, or outsourced freelance. And I think when you're getting started in the beginning, you may not know what you need. And so I think that's a good time to hire freelance people 
um, who can help you out, get things off the ground quickly. You know, for example, there are a lot of application developers overseas who are a lot less expensive than uh, U.S. resources. So we live in the Bay, I live in the Bay Area, and so there are a lot of developers in this area, but there's also... (laughs) A great deal of companies competing for the same talent, and therefore it is a lot more expensive to hire developers, at least in the Bay Area, than it is to find them offshore. Yeah, because yeah, I'm interested in this. I, you know, I've been a, approached by a company who claim that they uh, actually take away the headache of hiring by you know making it like you hired them, but these are still contractors. And I, but I just wondered about the keeping the culture and you know, keeping the team spirit. But then again, also, I can imagine it's quite hard if you're like a a fairly mid-sized, small startup and, you know, you're competing with the likes in in the Bay Area of Google, Apple, and uh, Mm -hmm. Facebook, et cetera. Yeah, again, going back to my my point about a cultural fit, uh, I'm looking for people who are willing to forego kind of the high, big, you know, high-end, big salaries because they're passionate. And so, you know, a lot of, again, if, there, if it's a cultural fit, if it's a vision, passion fit, if you're finding people who really want to build what you're building, they want to be a part of something that they can believe in versus getting up every day and, and having just a J-O-B, I call it, like job uh, for the money. That's the real difference. I'm looking for people who really are aligned with our mission. And the people that are on our team now, they're not getting paid the highest salaries, but they have equity in the company, which again, I think is a big part of it. Uh, believing so much that you're willing to forego cash for uh, owning a part of the company. Because if you build a valuable company, you will own a very valuable piece of that company. Well, we have a lot of developers, designers listening to this. So maybe if they think they're a good fit, they should reach out to you, I'm guessing. If you're, Absolutely. If you're <laughs> right. Okay. Um, and I guess you don't need to be pregnant to qualify, do you? You do not. You do not. We have my, my CTO is is a man. He uh, he's very passionate about what we're building and has a lot of experience in the health space. But again, we're gender neutral. We think that having a real empathy for the end user and the customer is important. But I think any anyone can have empathy for for pregnant mothers and and mothers in general. Everyone has a mother. I like to say so. Yeah, yeah, everyone's well. been through part one end or the other of our experience of giving birth, right? The way technology is going, you wonder how how long that's going to be. And everyone's got a mum, but um, or mom, as you Americans would say, huh? a mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I want to get more into the, you know what you're doing on the health side, but just on the funding because that is something that I'm often asked. You know, how do you get it? And I mean, have you got any tips on how you get warm introductions and uh, how you get in front of investors and the right investors? I do, actually. So for a time, I was a part of a, a company, no longer really a startup, but a company called Startup Grind, which is a community for a global community, in fact, for entrepreneurs. And they do monthly events in every city. And so pretty much any city where there's an, a startup ecosystem probably has an event going on that's startup related, whether Startup Grind or another accelerator, incubator. I mean, again, the startup culture is permeating throughout the world. And so I think uh, if you live in a city, you probably have people people that are building startups in your city. It's great to connect with other entrepreneurs just to find out about their journey and how they got their investors. Frankly, we were bootstrapped for the first few years of starting Embrace Family. And so we put in our own startup capital and then started attracting you know, customers and got traction and were able to attract early angel investors. We still have friends and family investors as well. 
So I think AngelList has been a really great resource for a lot of entrepreneurs I know. Very large community of angel investors on AngelList. So it's free to list a company on that site and start following investors in your space. You can search for specific investors. You can search by uh, category or industry that you're in and find investors. For example, we, we look for investors who are particularly interested in health IT, healthcare, digital health, and, and, and maternal uh, child health. Health or moms in general. So there, there, there's ways to find your investors. The other great resource I, say, I would say would be LinkedIn. Find out who on LinkedIn knows investors that are in your space. Always ask your social network first and foremost. People that know you, trust you, like you, want to see you be successful. Ask them for help. So uh, there, there are many, many resources on the web if you just look for them. Also, I would say if there's an incubator or accelerator that is in your space or in your city, I would tap that resource as well, since that's obviously a gathering of, of entrepreneurs, a place to get help, to build your, your startup and to refine your product or your pitch. And then typically, most accelerators and incubators have at the end of the program, a demo day or some type of a pitch day where they bring investors in to hear your pitch. And that's a good way to get funded as well. Well, I've got a good friend of mine, David Cosmeyer, who is uh, only this week, went he went through the uh, interview stage at Y Combinator. And I'm mm-hmm. going to learn exactly how intense that was and uh, get some feedback. But, yeah, um, YC is in my backyard. They're a great, great incubator and there are many like them. So they're not the only ones. And I would say to people not in Silicon Valley, there are many, many places and many, many ways to start a company. You do not need to be in Silicon Valley. And in fact, I think now, given the flood of startups here, there's a lot of noise and it's hard to get t- uh, people's attention because there are it's such a high density a startup area so you know we're all competing for mindshare among a limited set of investors so i would say if you're not in silicon valley you could use that to your advantage and find the investors in your own city that are looking to invest in local startups I love my sponsors, and that's why I'm really pleased to introduce to you B7Dev. That's B7Dev.com. It's run by a good friend of mine, Haim Sajnowski, and he's got a great reputation. Let me just tell you about some of the clients that have worked with him. There's a, a successful app called Unchained Apps. The founder is Mike Michelini, and he says working with Haim and his team was like working with friends and family. It's very personal yet professional, and I had full access to talk to everyone on the team. They were also flexible with working hours, even working late at night to help with an Apple update. Reliable and consistent. Listen, reliable and consistent. How often do you hear that? Uh, I had a good experience with him and his dev team. So this is a great company to really work with on your apps, your projects, your design work. Why not just go and check them out? B7dev.com. Uh, that's b7dev.com. Now, also do me this favor. Do mention that you've come through the podcast because Haim did say he would look after anyone who's come through this podcast. He's a fan of this show and he listens a lot. So if you mention my name, Paul Kemp, the App Guy podcast, you will get a good deal. That's b7dev.com. Ask for Haim. And thanks very much to B7Dev for supporting the show. So there is a problem that the internet has and also content delivery networks, which I bet your mobile app relies on. The problem is that these rely on an old protocol, TCP IP, 
that was created over 40 years ago. It just wasn't designed to handle the complexities of the modern mobile internet. Well, NewMob, by contrast, have a purpose-built solution that covers the first and the middle and the last miles traveled in every app session. It's the NewMob Accelerator, and it's the world's first end-to-end -end accelerator for app developers. Delivered as a two-line SDK, it provides a mobile app with instant access to acceleration features at all stages of the mobile app delivery. So we're all about improving the quality of our apps, and this really would help you out. If you are an app developer or an app entrepreneur, you will need this. It's NewMob. Go to NewMob.com, N-E-U-M-O-B.com, NewMob.com. And thanks very much to NewMob for supporting this episode. So there's two more things, Denise, that we need to do before we say goodbye. One is that I'm going to dig into Embrace Family Health because health tech is actually obviously massive. And, you know, I mean, the market we obviously know is huge. Uh, uh, you know, it's trillions. Of, it's trillions yeah. of dollars. Yes. But, but I mean, in terms of like just pregnant women, uh, having my wife gone through pregnancy with twins as well, uh, you know, I do know that every mother has a real keenness and eagerness to, you know, do the best for their pregnancy. So, you know, you're in this space uh, and what sort of impact are you, you making on, you know, changing the way pregnant women go about getting the, the health care that they need? Yeah. So maternal health is actually a really, really large market in the U.S. alone, which is our first target market. You know, we spend uh, as a healthcare system more than $100 billion on maternal health alone. And we've only got 4, mil 4 million babies every year. And so there's a, there are a lot of risks and, and costs in having a baby, obviously, but also a lot of risk uh, that we can avoid and detect early on with the right technology and the right, the right tools. And so we're, we're helping mothers who might have preterm labor and have, have uh, really premature babies, detect that earlier on and help them and their OBs get information. But also, you know, mo every pregnant woman, especially first-time pregnant mothers, are, are anxious. They don't know what a pregnancy entails. They've never been through it before. You know, there is no such thing as a pregnancy school. <laughs> right, yeah. You have lots and lots of questions and you only see your, your provider, whether it's your OB or your midwife, really once a month for just a few minutes per visit. And so, you know, when you're home and you're going about your life and you're not in the doctor's office, there's a lot of things that can come up and you need support and help. So we're enabling that through mobile. Obviously, every mother really these days has a smartphone or a mobile phone with her. And so we allow her to connect to the right information at the right time. If she wants to do telehealth, we'll be offering that very soon so she can actually talk to a provider or chat online with a provider and ask questions. And so we really believe that every woman, every mother deserves a sort of personal doctor that is with her all the time. And really, there's a lot you can do in terms of offering a digital doctor. So we're actually using artificial intelligence to enable uh, do digital doctors, digital OBGYNs to begin with, to allow women to ask any question anytime, whether it's two in the morning or she's wondering about a drug safety, can she take a Tylenol for a headache? So these are all things that are commonly asked questions. Every woman has them. And so OBs tend to repeat themselves over and over again. So we allow that simple process of getting answers to questions and then getting expert support when you need it from anywhere. Okay, this is fascinating because I'm now picking up on this whole area of artificial intelligence. I mean, it has been sort of mentioned that artificial intelligence, especially within chat mechanisms, could be the new kind of apps, you know, so apps replace the web, 
and then artificial intelligence replace the replaces the apps because mm-hmm. ra- rather than going on an app and searching or going on the web and searching for your answers mm-hmm. you 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 know do a chat within an application and right. uh, you you get the response well, yeah expand on that because that's like sure. a fascinating area absolutely so so the the artificial intelligence itself really that resides on on you know the back end so that's that's you know an expert system that allows you to use artificial intelligence to deliver personalized information uh, based on what you know about the end user we know a lot about our end user in terms of her health information for example but you know the the actual uh, if you think about a chat you know, a chat is just a two-way interactive conversation between a human and another human. In this case, that chat is between a human and an AI that acts like a human, right? But we don't, you know, our users know, will know whether they're talking to our AI OB guide, which is the digital OB bot, if you will, or if they're talking to a real OB guide, which is usually messaging in real time. And there's a human on the other end of the conversation. So the, the chat itself can happen in an app. It can happen over SMS or text. It can happen on a website. It really can happen any in any shape or form. So it's not that we're going to replace an app necessarily. Our app is going to remain an app because that's how we deliver really content-rich information. So you can watch a video, you can play an audio, you can look at a visual in an app. In the app, you can also initiate a chat. So there's, you know, WhatsApp is really uh, popular. There's Facebook Messenger. There's now, you know, WeChat and and uh, in certain parts of the world, and then also Slack, which has really taken over the the enterprise chat functionality. So you can have a chat many many places. But what's important? What's important is not the delivery mechanism of the chat. What's important is the content of the chat. Are you getting the answers you need? Are you getting the content that you're looking for? Are you being connected to the service that you're you're trying to connect to? That's the power of the the AI chat. It's not that uh, you know it's coming through an app or a messaging tool. I think people tend to look at the format. That's not as important as the content. Yeah, what I'm starting to learn from this is that I guess the big companies like Facebook are quite interested because rather than leave Facebook to open up a different app, you could potentially have this as a chat within Facebook Messenger or some yep. some mechanism within the ecosphere of Facebook. Exactly. And then it really becomes more about how do you connect to the experts or the information that or the you know the service that you're looking to connect to. And so, you know, basically expressing your intent, whether that's through a question or you can say, I'm looking to buy shoes, for example, can somebody help me? You know, my friend uh, run, uh, started a, a company called Operator, which is essentially that's like a shopping bot, if you will, shopping chat. So there are multiple different applications for it. But I think what's important, again, is are you getting the right information that you're seeking in a very seamless and frictionless way? So you express an intent and almost automatically you have an answer that understands what you are looking for. So the final thing, Denise, is that you are, uh, I guess, a woman in uh, Silicon Valley, uh, a mother. And would you recommend that to other women and, uh, you know, in terms of the lifestyle you can have with your potential children. I believe you have twins. I have twins. I have eight-year-old yeah. twins, and I've been a working mother the entire time that I've had my children, and I juggle a lot of things. I've, again, done multiple startups. I've also, uh, three of my startups were acquired by much larger 
companies. And so I've been in the corporate world as well. And I have to say, having been on both the corporate side and the startup side, and, and, and also worked for myself as a consultant, I freelanced for other startups for a bit as a marketing expert. I love being in charge of my own destiny. I love being in charge of my own day. You know, uh, as, as CEO, I get to decide where I work every day. If I need to be with my team, I'm with them at the office. If I don't, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this conversation from home right now. Uh, I just said goodbye to my twins who went off to school. So I think I, I would say to, to women and mothers to, who want the flexibility to kind of craft their day and craft their life and be in charge of their own schedule, you have much more flexibility when you own your own company, when you're a freelancer consultant, or if you work for a startup, I believe, uh, than when you're in a corporate environment where you typically have to you know, clock in nine to five or nine to six or whatever. There's less flexibility in terms of being able to take time off to go be with your sick child or go pick them up from school. I mean, here in Silicon Valley, it's it's a great big meritocracy, mostly. And so startups, especially early stage startups, understand the need to balance, you know, still have your life. And so I think it's been a lot more flexible from my perspective to be able to be in a company where you're in charge or you're at a startup where, again, it's more about your output and can you do the job than are you doing it from the office. Denise, that's so inspiring. And I'm going to put uh, links to, you know, you and Embrace Family Health on episode 454. Uh, So for everyone listening, just go to theappguy.co and search for Denise Terry, episode 454. But in the meantime, Denise, how how best can people help you by uh, downloading the app and connecting with you. Give, give us sure. some. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're a mother or pregnant mother, you welcome to download the app on the uh, App Store, iOS or Android. And then also, if you're well, if you're a father too, you can let your wife know that we're available. And you, you would be the most um, smartest uh, father, wouldn't you? Or, uh, yeah, father to be. You would. You, absolutely. <laughs> you could just have this like on your person in the in the background and, and quickly and go off into say, the. Oh. Yeah, honey, did you know that this is what's yeah. happening with our <laughs> as yeah, so it's for both for both parents. There you um, go. And the and the other thing I say is, you know, I really am passionate about helping people, you know, reach their full potential and and help entrepreneurs who want to build companies and build apps and things uh, be successful. So I think, you know, the spirit of Silicon Valley is all about helping let's help each other be successful. And so I would say you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can find me easily, Denise Terry on LinkedIn. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Denise H. Terry on Twitter. You can tweet at me any questions that you have. I'm just really helping to to happy to connect people to each other and to the information they need from a startup ecosystem perspective. Denise, so inspiring having you. It's just absolutely fantastic that you also, you know, decided to record this again. I can't thank you enough for getting this content out there, helping me and helping, you know, all those women as well have successful pregnancies. So thank you so much for coming on the App Guy podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Remember to go and check out B7Dev. That's b7dev.com. And they are an app design and development company. They will make your app idea become a reality. They're pretty personable and professional to work with. Highly reliable. Remember to ask for my friend, Haim Sershnovsky. And if you do say you come from the App Guy podcast, they will look after you. B7Dev.com. And thanks to B7Dev for supporting this podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, Newmob, who provides app acceleration for the mobile first world that we all live in. Startup app owners and developers are invited to accelerate their Android and iOS apps for free and see just how much better their apps load and perform using Newmob. Check it out at newmob.com. That's N-E-U-M-O-B.com.